unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. Christ is the exact likeness of God. The writer of Hebrews says that also in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3. Verse 13, we continue to preach because we have the same kind of faith the psalmist had when he said in Psalm 116, Verse 10, I believe God, so I speak. I believe God, so I, be- so I speak. I believe God. I don't believe in God. I believe God. Too many of you believe in God. Even the devils believe in God. It's time to believe God. Romans chapter 10, verse 14, New King James Version. How then can we call on the one how, how then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? Or to say it this way, how can they believe without someone preaching to them? Or how can you believe without someone preaching to you. The title of my sermon this morning is this. Is there a preacher in your house? Is there a preacher in your house? Not, I'm not talking about Pentecostal Tabernacle, North or South. I'm talking about where you live. Is there a preacher there? The word gospel means good news. And Paul says, If our gospel is hid, it is hid because the God of this world has hidden the word of the Lord so that um, people can't believe. He says that's why we preach the gospel. And so the word gospel means good news. The etymology of the word good is, in other words, if you want to learn the source of the word good, and you've heard me say this many times, it comes from an old English word, mean God. And so a good man is a godly man. Are you following me so far? So uh, when we hear the word gospel, we're talking about good news. Good news. News is recent information. Recent information. I, uh, and I don't mean to frustrate you or upset some of you, but um, after the, uh, uh, the NBA Finals Game 7, uh, two weeks ago, um, I was waiting for my magazine, Sports Illustrated. Okay? And Sports Illustrated, the game was on Sunday, but the magazine did not come until five days later, which is Saturday, I mean, Friday. 
which means that uh, as wonderful as this picture is, it was quite late. This, is, this was not news. Are you following me so far? And so what happened was that when uh, usually what I do, I do what most of you do, is that as we're trying to keep up with recent news, and many of us who are, who are sports fans, uh, of course, we're keeping tabs on all of these uh, trades and you almost and you and so if you want recent news, you go to a website. Are you following me? And, 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 now I'm not even going to ask you, lest I embarrass you. How many of you still get a newspaper? Okay, most of you probably do not, unless maybe you get the Sunday paper so that you can get the sales. And uh, you follow what I'm saying? And so, uh, so when I'm looking at a website I'm getting I was getting recent news of what took place in the finals and so when I got my sports illustrated I said surely this article will have a a new a piece of information that I did not receive before and I was excited and I opened it up and as I'm reading I said to myself this this article sounds familiar and then I got upset because I realized that an article that Sports Illustrated posted on their website three days earlier they put here If you want recent news, you go to a website. You can't wait for paper. Are you following me so far? And 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 so for you to <laughs> for you to listen to what I'm saying today and use it as the word of the Lord to you on Friday. Friday this will be stale news. We must get gospel. The gospel is not simply Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The gospel is good news. God has recent information that he wants to give you, and that's why the writer of Hebrews, quoting the writer in Psalms, he says in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 7 and 8, he says, today, 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 not yesterday, not five days ago, today, if you would hear his voice. Harden not your heart. The writer in, in, in uh, I think it's Second, second, second uh, uh, Corinthians chapter 6, he says, now is the accepted time. The writer in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, we skip this verse, word. He says, he doesn't say uh, faith is the substance. He says, now faith is. God has a now word for you that's why we have to walk with the holy spirit so that we hear his so we hear god's recent information for today he has a word for today here the apostle paul states that we preach god's news but satan's job is to keep our minds, and that word mind in the Hebrew, uh, Greek rather, means our mental perception blind to the good news. Perception is reality. Perception is reality. It doesn't matter how 
His, his, it doesn't matter what really is the facts. What matters really is what a person thinks. And so Hebrews, so Psalms chapter, no, Proverbs 23 verse 7 says, as a man, King James verse, as a man thinks in his heart, that's who he is. Romans chapter 12 verse 1 to 3 says, you're transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that's why God clearly said, if you're going to go into the place of promise, are you with me? Are you tracking with me? If you're going to go into the place that God promised you uh, in Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, he says, then you're going to have to meditate in the word day and night because the word will change the way you think. The word will change the way you think. You keep meditating on the word, the word will become flesh. The word will become a part of you. Uh, John chapter 1 verse 14, are you following me? The word will become a part of you. And that's why you have to keep meditating on that word. The writer in Psalms chapter 1 verses 1 to 3 says, the righteous man meditates on the word day and night. You must stay in the word of God because God has recent information that will change our life, that will change our perception. You keep meditating on the word in Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength, who gives me strength. You keep meditating that. You keep saying that to yourself every day for the next seven days and see how much it changes you. So the reason why Satan's job is to keep our minds, our mental perception blind to God's news is because, watch this, he wants to keep us slaves in the land of unbelief. That's a good word right there. He wants to keep me a slave in the land of unbelief because if I'm a slave in the land of unbelief, then I cannot please God because the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse six, with, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. It's impossible to please God. So if I want to live in a place, if I want to live in a place of Pleasing God, watch this, a place of pleasing God, a place of pleasing God, a place of pleasure. Are you with me? A place of pleasure, a place of pleasure. Do you know that the name Eden means pleasure? God wants to bring me back to the place of Eden, but I have to live by faith. Paul says that's why we continue to preach so that people will believe God. We preach so that people will believe God, not believe in God, but believe God. What's the difference? Believing in God means believing in the idea of God. And a lot of people believe in the idea of God. He's my higher power. But believing in God is believing not in the idea of God, it is believing in the individual God. 
His, his character. Are you with me? His character. And isn't it interesting that God is trying to get us to believe in him? Because isn't the, the, the song that has been resonating in this church for the last two months is this song. You're a good, good father. That's who you are. That's who you are. You know why God keeps having that song sung? Because many of us are not convinced that he's good. Because we will sing it in here and then we will curse our lives out there. We will look at our circumstances and we will define our lives based on what we see. I'm talking about is there a preacher in the house? God needs a preacher. God needs a preacher. And you may say, well, you know, I'm not a day. No, you're a preacher. You're a preacher. Say these words. I, I am, a am a preacher. Okay, okay. That may be the first time you ever said that. Even if you don't act like a preacher, I'm a preacher. Even if you're just three or four years old, if you can say those words, then you're a preacher. Amen. You're smiling. Why don't you stand up? Say, I'm a preacher. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You better come over here. You better come over here. Yeah. I know whose son you are. I'm a preacher. <laughs> yeah, I'm a preacher. God needs a preacher. Now, what's a preacher? This is what you need to get in your spirit. What's a preacher? The word preacher comes from two Latin words, pre and dicare. Those of you familiar with the four, uh, the conscience of Latin, decoticare, disi, and dictum. And so the word preacher is pre-decare or pre-dictum, from which we get our English word, predict. And this word pre means beforehand oh my I want to run around this church already beforehand and dikare means to speak to announce to articulate to assert to name to call and I got that you know how we play basketball and people you're lucky if you shoot the ball and it hits the backboard and goes in but if you call backboard, then you're like, okay, you got, you got some game. It means to describe. It means to set the date. Oh, my. To set the date. So the word preach means to speak beforehand, to announce beforehand, to articulate beforehand, to, to assert, you, you, to be assertive beforehand, to name beforehand, to call beforehand, to describe beforehand, to set the date beforehand, to set the date beforehand. Oh my, to set the date beforehand. And so when we preach, we speak something Beforehand, What do we speak? We speak from the script. Sure. 
We, we speak from the script. Sure. There's a script that tells us how to act. And as long as you're following, following the script, something is going to happen. Too many of us have been involved with bloopers. We have turned scenes that were supposed to be Oscar winners into bloopers because we've messed up our lines. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get five from you right there. Okay, okay, okay. You, you, you are not speaking what the director told you to speak. In fact... Some of you all are making up your own lines. And he says in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 12, my word, my script, will I hasten to perform it? So the question is, like Samuel L. Jackson said in his commercial, what's in your wallet? God is asking, what's in your mouth? You mad at God because he's not backing up your script. Ooh, it's quiet in here. But he says, I need you to speak my script beforehand. A preacher announces my script beforehand. My, oh my goodness, my, my, my preacher asserts, names it. He, he calls it, he describes it. He sets the date beforehand. Now, now watch this. What do you mean set the date? Meaning that, once you make an announcement, you immediately set the date for God to move. Watch this. Because preaching is to announce beforehand. In other words, God says, if you will speak the proper script then my hand will move. Preaching is speaking beforehand. When I speak, God's hand will move. That's preaching. See, that's the difference between preaching and just saying words. That's why Paul says my speech and my preaching were not simply with words, but in demonstration. In other words, God is going to do something when I preach. And when he, and when he does something when I preach, it will cause unbelievers to believe. Because when you see, you will believe. But the preacher knows that not seeing is believing. The preacher knows that believing is seeing. So the preacher already knows that when he makes an announcement, God will back it up. I can't get no help in here. See, I already know that when I make an announcement, uh, as, 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 as I see my bank account going down, I make an announcement that God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I make an announcement before his hand provides. Is there a 
preacher in your house. The preacher describes beforehand what God will do. Any nincompoop can describe that his wallet is empty when there is no money. But can you stay to the script? No matter what you see, can you declare like the psalmist, I believe and therefore I speak. Oh my. I hope you never look at this scripture that I'm about to say. I hope you never look at it again the same way. Proverbs 18 verse 21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. The Amplified Version says, they that love it, they'll bear the consequences of their words. The ERV version says, be ready to accept what your tongue brings. Is there a preacher in the house? The EXB version says, they that love the tongue, appreciate what they say, they'll be rewarded. Ooh, the good, the, the God words translation says, they that love the tongue, watch this, they'll eat their words. The ISV version says, they'll eat what their tongue has produced. The message Bible says, oh my God, have mercy. The, the message Bible says this, you'll either eat poison or you'll eat good fruit. You choose. Drop the mic. If there's poison going on in your life, in your marriage, in your family, on your job, guess what? You're the, <laughs> I won't, that's too deep. You're the, you, you're the venom. You're the venom. You, you've released poison. <laughs> that's right, you're poison. <laughs> I, I had, a, had a lighten up the tone. You all were like, okay, so that's just. Okay. The New Living Version, the New Living Translation says they'll reap the consequences of the words spoken by their tongue. Mm. I'm almost finished here. So death and life, watch this, this is deep, are in the power of the tongue. Death and life are in, remember I said preaching is before the hand of God will move, you got to describe it. You got to articulate it. You got to assert it. And it's, 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 it's sets the date, meaning that as soon as you say it, it, your, your words are going into operation. Are you with me so far? If I, if I, if we pause right there, if there was, if, if somebody followed you with a cell phone 
and recorded all that you said, what have you said? Because there's three things you can say and two of them are bad. Number one, of course, we know you can say good words are God words and that's good. You can say evil words, evil seed, and that's bad. But what's the third, what's the third thing? The third thing is that you can say nothing. And words are seed. First Peter 1.23, words are seed. Words are seed. So if you plant nothing, nothing will happen. That's why the devil, if he can't get you to say something bad, he gets you to, but I ain't going to say nothing. Well, I didn't say anything. That's the problem. What have you been saying? Have you been, how many of you ever been so mad at God that you gave God the silent treatment? I ain't going to cuss you out, God, but I ain't going to say anything. In fact, God, I ain't talking to you. I know I'm the only one who feels that way. The rest of you are having a, always on Hallelujah Boulevard. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. The power of the tongue. This is heavy now. The power of the tongue. That word power is the Hebrew word yad, which means in Hebrew, hand. Death and life are in the hand of the tongue. Meaning that when you release words, your words are supposed to do something. So the hand of God is responding to what you say, preacher. You, you don't, okay. Two examples and then we'll finish. In Exodus chapter three, verse 18, God says to Moses, Moses, I am sending you to get my people out of Egypt. Anybody believe that? I mean, if you've watched the Ten Commandments for the last 50 years, you should believe that, okay? God sent Charlton Heston to let the Israelites go, okay? <laughs> and, and, and he says to him, Go tell Pharaoh, okay, to let my people go so that they can worship me. Are you with me? Now watch this. And then God says these words. So, so go to Pharaoh and what? And tell him. And what? Tell him. Preach to him. Let my people go. Preach to him. Let my people go. And then the next verse, God says these words. Oh my goodness. He says these words. Exodus chapter three. He says, but I know that the king of Egypt will not let you go unless a mighty hand forces him. So I will raise up my hand after you preach and strike the Egyptians, performing all kinds of miracles among them, then at last he will let you go. Could it be that the Lord is waiting for a preacher 
in your house in Cambridge and Medford and Somerville and Newton and Needham or New York, wherever you live, could it be that God is saying, I'm waiting for a preacher to say something so that my hand will move? That sounds too easy. It is easy. So as Troy said a few weeks ago, it's so easy. Why? So that God will get the glory. <laughs> Elijah does not pray. Rain is coming. He, he, he preaches. Rain is coming. In fact, he tells his servant in 1 Kings chapter 18, he says these words, go up and look and see if the rain is coming. Tells him seven times. The servant comes back in verse 44 and says these words, I see the cloud the size of a man's hand. Do you think that was just put there by accident? Why didn't he just simply say, I see a small cloud? Could it be that the power of Elijah's tongue started the hand of God to move on his behalf? And so I will say to you this. Let's put it into practice. I mean, you got nothing to lose because you're losing anyways. <laughs> Come on, folks. Come on, folks. Let me, pre- let me say that again so that you won't get mad at me. We have nothing to lose because we're losing anyways. You lose? Yeah, 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 me. I said to my wife yesterday, this word is for me, so that's why I'm happy. I said to my wife yesterday that I am so tired that I don't even want to come to church. I said, I don't want to preach. I don't want to come to church. God, I, had, I have too much respect for God because I really just wanted to say Jesus wept and me too. It's over. Let's let's go home. Let, let's let's eat, drink, and be merry, and go home. We can be out of here at nine fifteen. Praise the Lord. Go to IHOP. Well, you can go to IHOP. I got another service, but you know what I'm saying. I I I I, I know you think that when I wake up in the morning that the angels go hallelujah, and Gabriel says I have a word for you, son. No, 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 no. I wake up. And I get the closest thing I can to the Holy Ghost coffee. <laughs> Praise the Lord. It works wonders. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I'm, I'm done, Lord. I'm done. I am tired. All I want to do, this is how I want to spend my weekend, Lord. I want to watch Netflix and eat Captain Crunch. Now, if that ain't a sorry life for a preacher. 
Okay, so yeah, loser right here. Okay, okay, I'm, I ain't gonna lie to you. I know some of these preachers are like you gotta believe, you gotta believe, but they don't show you after the preach. They're in the fetal position, saying, "Oh Jesus, Jesus, Jesus." Okay, I'm gonna tell you right now. I was like, in fact, last night I I I, I stepped it up a notch. I didn't go to Netflix. I went to Redbox. Okay, <laughs> and then the Lord gave me this word: Is there a preacher in the house? Is there a preacher in your house? And the beautiful thing of it is that he didn't just say it. Something entered me. And I was like, where is the devil? Now, I don't know how I'm going to feel tomorrow. In fact, I don't even know how I'm going to feel after this message. I may go <laughs> after the second service. I may, you know, shoot, I may be like Superman or uh, the Hulk. The power wears off and, you know, I shrink back. And I know, shoot, you may, shoot, you may see me and stop and, and, and stop and shop. What are you doing, Pastor? You see, I'm in the cereal section right now. <laughs> I ain't going to lie to you, shoot. But while I'm feeling anointing, hallelujah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to bless him. I'm going to preach myself happy. Come on, let's stand up right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, let's bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Preach yourself. Today is a good day. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be good. It's a good day. I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. 